0: Hi, you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenilee Samuel. Guys, so much for joining me today. I have a special guest named Christy Christie, who I'm super excited and honored to have on the show. Um, I met her through Compassion International. It's a long story, but we'll get into it. And but I'm bringing her to you guys today because she represents what I feel like is in so many of our hearts which makes us all really the same is that we want our lives to make a difference we want to bear an impact in this world and in our lifetime and the ministry that she represents and the way she's chosen to use her life is doing just that in the lives of children all around the world who are in impoverished nations so she has an incredible opportunity for you guys to be able to get involved which will unfold to you throughout the process of the episode so Please welcome with me, Christy Christy. Thank you, ma'am, for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here with you. I'm looking forward to this. (laughs) Me too. Okay, so go ahead and introduce yourself for those of my listeners who aren't familiar with you.
1: Absolutely. I'm a speaker and a writer, and um, around the time I was getting married, I was trying to figure out... we were trying to figure out actually how we could find the right organization that we would wanna give to. My husband's father lives in India in extreme poverty. And so we were having a hard time receiving pottery barn gifts with the reality of having a family member that's close to us, that's living in a different circumstance. And so it was through that process we found Compassion International um, was really doing some of the very best work in the world to cause transformation for children in poverty. And so uh I was a, I was speaking to a lot of audiences I started bringing the children with me the child packets that allowed people an opportunity to sponsor a child and through that we got close to a thousand kids sponsored. And then I wanted to come onto the team at Compassion to help grow the effectiveness of other communicators to help broaden their impact of their speaking ministries. So that's what, that's what I do. I get to partner with speakers um, who partner with Compassion. So it's really fun. Yeah. That's so
0: awesome. I love that. I love that. And I love how the vision of Compassion was so close to home. It just makes sense that, When we see a problem that touches our personal life, how we really become activated to become a part of the solution. Is that true? Yeah. That's so great. That's so great. Okay. So I met Christy. Let me give you guys a little backstory. I met Christy through a friend of mine who's also a podcaster. um, I'm actually going to have, I've already recorded with her and I need to release her episode on the show, Um, but her name is Courtney Lohman, and uh, she introduced me to Christy, long story short, through some Zoom calls, and um, so I got connected with Christy and some of the other speakers um, through the Compassion Circuit, and I just really loved her vision and loved Compassion's vision, and actually met her at a time when I was praying about ministries I could partner with who are actually really, really doing the work of the ministry, which is helping orphans, helping widows, reaching the lost, discipling people, and um, Compassion is really doing that, and they're doing it in a profound way, so that's how I met Christy, and she's just been such a um, sweetheart to just open her arms and just welcome me into that community, and it's just been such a blessing, so um, okay, so share with us then the big vision of Compassion, and you shared how you got connected, but share with us really a little deeper into the vision of that.
1: Definitely, compassion exists to release children from poverty in Jesus' name, and that's our focus. You'll hear it over and over and over again as you're part of the Compassion community. Um, that's our focus, and so um, we want to, but we do that through partnering with local churches and communities that experience extreme poverty. So that's around a dollar ninety or less a day is their income, surviving off of. Um, We're honored to work in about 25 developing nations in Central America, South America, Asia, and Africa. And what we do by partnering with those local churches is develop holistic child development centers within that church. So the kids are sponsored by someone like you or I for $38 a month. And then that empowers them and enables them to go and be part of this supportive community that can help them dream, that supports their education, that makes sure they have enough food and water, that makes sure they have medical care and checkups and make sure they're really thriving. And one of the things that's really close to my heart is compassion is really a child protection agency, making sure a child doesn't fall into the hands of someone that would traffic them, um, that they aren't being abused in their home. And we take very seriously um, that, that charge and that responsibility. And so compassion does a lot of things. Honestly, it's hard to even sum it up. It's so um, robust, but really holistic child development, the whole child getting to be lifted out of poverty and, and have a future.
0: That's amazing. So it's really kind of mind-blowing that a little over a dollar a day cannot, I was thinking for the longest that it provided them with just meals, but you're saying it provides them with medical and with education? All of
1: it. Like, it's unbelievable. And even, like, just having a supportive community within the church that cares about them and knows their story and knows where they live when a natural disaster happens so they can go find them and bring them back and make sure they're okay, like it's really incredible.
0: Oh, I swear. Every time you talk about compassion and what happens like with over, I seriously am like, I fight tears the whole time. Oh, I remember when I my kids yeah. were little, like I would watch 700 club and I'm pretty sure you guys are partnered with them. Um, I would watch 700 club and I would see these videos of these kids who didn't have clean water or, you know, like we're just in impoverished countries. And I remember sitting there like, sobbing my eyes out like crying as I was watching his commercials, and my son he was so sweet he was like two years old and he saw me crying and he disappeared and went in the kitchen and then he comes back and he had a little yogurt in his hand and he hands it to me and he goes mommy do you think we can go send this to those kids and I was like oh my gosh baby because he was like you know, I told him they don't have clean water. They don't have, yeah. you know, and it just, yeah. he couldn't compute like, well, then let's help them, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, if my two-year-old gets that, we need to get this, you know? Yeah. I, I love that. Um, I love that at a time like this, when trafficking is at a height, yeah. like, you guys create such a safe haven for them. So I know I, I was talking to a friend who is so determined to get involved with trafficking and like helping children but has no idea how to do that and she feels you know a little bit um overwhelmed I guess by the size Mm -hmm. of the problem so can Mm -hmm. you go into how what compassion does um helps prevent trafficking
1: yeah sure there's a lot to that store that picture right and and it's funny people will ask me is poverty lack of food is it lack of medical care is it lack of jobs is it like it's trafficking part of it? And like the answer to all of that is yes. Like Mm. it's a complex like reality to live where you're, you're surviving on this very basic amount of money that you get each day from a daily wage, like that you go and earn doing some task. Right. And so a a lot of times kids, especially that are born in rural areas um, aren't really documented they're, and so Compassion makes sure they are documented. They're documented in every church office. There's a binder with every child's name on it. And generally, I'd love someday that we could go into the field and see this together. But no the accountability that happens in this organization, the way we do things is just totally um, moves me to tears every time. Every time I get yeah. contact with like the reality of what's happening and, and how distant. I can feel from it just as a sponsor, like, Oh, I'm just giving my $38 a month. And then I realize what that's activating in someone's life. And it's just blows your mind. You're like, I'll get, I need to sponsor a hundred kids, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, really, I, I'm like so passionate about that. And so with trafficking, if a child is accounted for, and then, and say it has a birth certificate, we make sure they are accounted. No, someone knows where they are and who they are. But the second part of that is, is that parents in extreme poverty are vulnerable to a predator that would come in and say, Hey, uh, let me take your oldest daughter and I'll give her a job or I'll for this amount of money. We'll take this job. Well, you're barely surviving. If you're not able to eat, I've been with women in houses where they have said, yeah, we sold our oldest daughter. But then when compassion got involved, we realized we, we didn't need to do that. And so like, now they have their needs met. They're like, Mm. you know, Pavlov's hierarchy of needs, like your basic needs, food, water, shelter, you know, um, it's bad, then, then like, you're not vulnerable to falling for some of those stories when you're in a desperate place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so incredible. Um, how has like, how has COVID affected things? Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure that's changed the equation for so many people, even in America. I know that um, you know, employment has skyrocketed. Unemployment has skyrocketed. I can only imagine yeah. places that already were just barely teetering in health.
1: Right, right. So, as you mentioned, COVID 19 is a disruptor for everyone, right? We've all had our lives disrupted massively. You know, it has impacted all of us in some positive, but mostly like really dis- distressing ways. But it's continuing to have a devastating impact on those who live in poverty. Um, currently Latin America right now is the epicenter for virus impact. Um, but the economic impact will be felt globally for a very long time. I've heard it referred to as the economic virus. So when you're, when you're made to stay in your house, shut down. And a lot of these countries sometimes get very militaristic where you cannot leave your community. And if you have, if you're existing on $2 a day, um, just to get enough food and water to keep your family alive, uh, the World Food Food Program, which is part of the UN, is, um, is projecting that 135 million more people will be added to the starvation list due to the effects of the economic shutdown. So because everything was shut down, you can't go get what you need. And, and like you said, joblessness is a reality everywhere, Right. But if your job was kind of a, a manual labor task um, that maybe was maybe the demand was created by commerce around the world or something like that. Like everything has been impacted, right? But the poorest of the poor, they're the ones that honestly are at the bottom of that pile. They are going to feel it the most, crushing.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's just—it's so mind blowing to think about this. You know, just yeah. to think about the worldwide impact. Yeah. Okay, so so let's zoom in a little bit and get real practical. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the child's daily life who does get sponsored by Compassion and has an opportunity for hope because especially with COVID, that makes the role of Compassion so much more essential. Oh yes. Yes. Okay. So talk yeah. to us about that. So let's let's take an average day when
1: you're not in quarantine, right? Okay. Right. <laughs> Well, all of our average days have been very different, right? Um, but a child uh, might have some home responsibilities. And then um, we work, I'll just say this, we work contextually. So every country might look a little different, but I will say I've been in all the regions we work in and um, there's a congruency to the program that is just so beautiful because you realize, wow this is being implemented with such excellence that it, feels the same in Rwanda as it kind of feels in Nicaragua, yet it's allowed to feel like Nicaragua and like Rwanda. Does that make sense? Yeah. Allow that to be real. So, So public school in the developing world is not always free. Most of the time it's not. They have to buy their books, buy a uniform. So we make sure that their school fees have been met and they're able to go to school. And sometimes school might be, again, this is every country is different. So might be two or three days a week, and then they might come to the center one or two days a week. Um, and so we're supplementing their education. We're not replacing it. We want to support them in their the education that's provided for them already, and then um, reach as many kids as we can. And so those kids are on a rotation based on their age group and different things. And and a lot of times these churches, you, you, you won't believe this because, you know, in our American churches, I worked in children's ministry for years, and we, uh, we manage a small group of kids, you know, that came on Sundays, maybe Wednesday night, but they have kids coming every day of the week in different clusters, and they can have between like three and 400 kids at that church that are having, they're moving through that child development program, and I'll tell you this, they know every one of their names. And their stories, and it's just incredible. So, uh, they're coming to the center for you know, there's a, definitely an educational piece, there's a discipleship piece, um, where they're learning God's word and his love for them. They're in classrooms or they're learning that, um, they're doing arts and crafts and learning skills. And gosh, you know what I love the most is watching them play. Aww. I think about a child who lives in a small house with their whole family and is barely surviving, right? To see them come alive and be able to play and have a childhood—that's really what I see that compassion provides a child is to give them their childhood back, their hope back, allow them to dream because systemic poverty often just crushes that for a child. Um, so every everyone's day looks different, but they might walk to the center for their um, and have a meal there and spend time with their friends and get to be there. And 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 you would really have a hard time sometimes putting together. Because you'll spend time with the kids at the church, and then you'll go to their house. Mm. And it's hard to even kind of connect to that sometimes, because you're like, this kid can't possibly live here, because they seem so alive and vibrant. But how are they thriving in this space? And it's like, it's because they have a sponsor. It's because someone's making sure they have enough.
0: That's amazing. I think I think it. I think my heart would go on overload going. <laughs> Like, do you ever just like have like, I need to take a compassion yeah. day where like my compassion is so much yeah. right now.
1: Well, it. That's
0: real. That's real. We all have
1: to manage our emotions within like, even what we, I just mentioned 135 million people. I was working on a campaign about it. And honestly, several nights I was up just laying there thinking about it. Cause I have names and faces and spaces I've stood in and I can feel the people and I just, it's heartbreaking, but um, I think what I've what I've told a few of my friends, my neighbors ask me that every time. They're like, "How do you do this?" And I'm like, yeah. "No, experiencing compassion in these spaces, and that's 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 the lane God's called me to, right? Like this is yeah. where I get to like participate in His kingdom, um, and it is so hopeful, and it is so heaven on earth. There isn't a space more heaven on earth than being in a church." Um, in the field with children. I I really never experienced anything more just supernatural and beautiful. So um, it actually really fills me up because I feel like we're part of something really hopeful. Um, And I, and I want to say that to all of us, that if you hear those numbers and statistics and things, it's really about one child. If we each sponsored one child, my husband and I sponsor seven right now. um, We're just really committed to paring back some of our, you know, extravagance of, you know, we canceled cable and realized we could sponsor three kids with our cable bill. Wow. <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, this is like what it's, this is real. This is God's invitation to care for the poor. And here's a like easy, tangible, effective, excellent way to
0: do it. We're in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so incredible. Okay. So how do you guys, and I'm going to choose my questions. I'm going to pick and choose now because I want to make sure to honor your time. Um how are the finances tracked to make sure that they're used well? Because I know that is just espe- coming from America, a more wealthy country, right. when people are putting yeah. their money in, you know, that's the biggest concern. No. Is how do I know it's going where it should?
1: Yeah. So at the beginning, when I told you my husband and I were looking for an organization, that's what we were doing. We so were doing our research because, honestly, we didn't want to give to just feel good or just feel like, oh, we like checked a box in our budget. (laughs) We want to make sure that the money we were, that God has trusted us with, we're trusting somewhere else that's using that with integrity. So the way I like to describe it is honestly, every dollar that compassion receives goes to work releasing children from poverty. So whether some of that goes to a staff person that's making sure that child is protected from trafficking or from poverty and, it is included in that program where it's holding that program accountable. So it's excellent, you know, um, or that money is going to buy that child food, water, shoes, a mattress for their room, you know, for their house. Um, every like the most excellent financial integrity you've ever seen. And, and I mean, You can Google it and find that too. Um, But my husband works in financial services. And so we are, he's a little rigid sometimes with, we have (laughs) every uh, every Yelp review before we go to a restaurant, every consumer report before we purchase anything. So we did our homework and man, Compassion just came out heads and shoulders above so many other organizations. So over 80% is going directly to the child you sponsor, you know? And yet, I'll tell you, like, honestly, I feel like every dollar is doing, and and I can tell you this from a staff side, like I was on both sides of it as a sponsor. And now when I came into, um, being on staff at compassion and being an employee, I went through my employee orientation. I've worked at churches and usually when I walk in and you kind of learn, you kind of learn all the skeletons that are in the closet, all the things that are kind of goofy and you're like, all right, I'm going to love you anyways, whatever. Right. I sat in the and I and honestly that's been a hard process, right? Like just seeing the the sometimes the mess of the American church has been hard for me, you know? And the dysfunction and I'm like, man, I want to be part of healthy things and whole things. And as I finished my first week at compassion, and now three years in, I can tell you the same thing. I sat in the parking lot and wept because I felt like I'd seen a miracle. That something was that good. Like, it just actually, layer upon layer, kept getting peeled back, and I kept waiting for the skeleton to come out. And it was like, no, this is just, this is God's gift to the church around the world. This is excellent in every way. So wow, people can awesome. I'm passionate about that part, as you can tell.
0: Yes, yes, you are, and I'm so glad you are because I know I shared with you before about how we've partnered with ministers or ministries in the past, and then found out that there was so much deception going on that yeah. we were like, absolutely not! Like, this is not yeah. happening. Yeah, know, so. I feel yeah. that. That's,
1: that's that's what we why we were, did our research. Same same experiences. So.
0: That's that's really comforting. I'm so glad to hear that. Okay, so how does compassion bridge the gap to a healthier future? I know that it helps pull children out of the desperation that drives to trafficking. How about when the kids hit eighteen and they're looking at adulthood? Like what do you guys yeah. see about how healthy they are when they move on with yeah. their life?
1: Yeah, so the whole process, we begin it like Pregnancy, right? We take women who are pregnant, and we support them through their pregnancy and through early childhood, making sure they're getting some of that early childhood development fundamentals, so they're attached and connected to their family and that their mom, who maybe grew up in poverty too, does, knows how to like raise a baby and connect and play. Then they move on at age four to the youth to the child development program, right? And that's kind of the heart of what most people think of when they think of compassion um they're coming to the couple times a week to the church and they're getting that program now when they're around 12 and again like I said it's different in every country around 12 to sometimes up to age 20 but 18 to 20 usually is that range they're in a youth development program, so that's a program that's really preparing them to launch, making sure that we don't just kind of take care of them as a little kid, but that we're really helping them strategize towards a better future, whether is that vocational training that they need to get. Um, what what are their dreams, their visions? I was in a classroom just the other, not the other day, because we've been under quarantine. It feels like the other day. It was like the last time I traveled, last time I left this house, you know, Um <laughs> I was just in a, in a, at a child development center with some teenagers and they were actually learning how to, um, they were having, it was a bakery class. So the teachers themselves that were the chefs all dressed in beautiful white, um, chefs, like what what would you call them? Outfits, I guess, Mm -hmm. uh, with their hair up in a, in a hat. And the whole deal, um, was the two women that were teaching, also teach preschool some days a week, but when the older kids are there, they are trained as pastry chefs, and they were teaching them how to make cakes that they can sell. And so these most the be, I'll send you a picture. The most beautiful cakes, the most beautiful, and I mean excellence, excellence. Well, compassion through a through a, a a gift had built that kitchen for them, and so that they could have this full culinary school in the child center. So you think about it, it's different every place, like. I've seen people do, um, you know, music classes and camps and all kinds of things, but just really making sure they have those leadership skills to really emerge out of poverty um, and have a different story that they live for their family. It changes the whole system and the generational real like a strain of extreme poverty is is passed along releasing that is honestly a lot mindset and so we want to help kids think and dream bigger what do you want to be when you grow up is my favorite question to ask a kid and it's unbelievable what being part of a supportive community can do for their dreaming and their hope
0: Oh, I can only imagine. Well, and the mind is so powerful. And you guys are literally not just giving them practical tools. You're giving them the ability to dream for their lives. And when, when we yeah. get a vision and a dream and faith for it, man, God works with that. And that's so powerful. So yeah. you're handing them their future in so many ways. Okay, so... Um, I want just in wrapping it up and I want to bring this home for my listeners and many of them have probably been stirred by what you said. And, and, you know, maybe in the future we'll, we'll visit this on a deeper level for people who are, they ask for more from you, but um, how can, how can listeners get involved? Like you mentioned the $38 and point them to some directions and I'll put some stuff on social too. Love it.
1: Love it. Yeah. You know, I'll just tell you, it's the best, if you already sponsor a child, I want to encourage you to sponsor another child to mm-hmm. see if there's any more room in your budget that you could do. Cause will t- I'm honest when I'm honest with myself, I can spend $38 in a home goods in like three seconds. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I really believe God's calling us in obedience to love and care for the poor and for their families. And so we're providing like really COVID support and care right now to make sure that they have everything they need to survive in this time. Um, And so, yeah, it's $38 a month. I've already explained what that covers, but it really holistically cares for one child. And what's even so cool, I forgot to share this, so I'm going to share it now, um, is that you get to write letters and encourage this child back and forth. And that's not token. Like, that's not just kind of a cute thing that we do. It's It's proven through independent research that this helps a child even more. If they're receiving those letters, That it helps lift them out of poverty because they know that someone cares about them, that Mm -hmm. someone is rooting for them. And then I'll tell you story after story after story through the mystery of the Holy Spirit. God uses us, us in our simple letters proclaiming the truth that you're loved and seen and I'm praying for you. Those simple words God uses in just the right time in a child's life over and over the day that someone says something awful to them, they receive that letter. I mean, it's just beautiful. And if you, if you meet any of our alumni, they have all their letters, they save them all. every single one the greatest treasures. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's such an exciting thing to be part of. So, um, we'll put a link in, in, In there, but it's compassion.com. And then we'd love to know that you're coming through Jenny's podcast. So we're going to give you a special link for that too.
0: Okay, that's perfect. Yeah. And I'll post that all over social media. I'll make that accessible in my bio so people can regularly find it. I love the idea of the letters because that's such a great way to get our own kids involved in the process. Yeah. And Yeah. And my kids are at the age where I'm trying to find ways for them to have an other's mindset, you know, and, and writing letters is such a great way to activate their compassion and their, their sense of responsibility and ability to alleviate pain. Like that's huge for our own kids. And so, um, I just love that. And man, I wish we could go into that more, but I am so grateful for the time that you've taken to share this with my listeners. And this is such a game changer for so many people. They ask us about missions and about growing in their relationship with God and hearing his voice. And you guys, the best way to tap into the heart of God is to care about what God cares about. And these are his children. These are his babies. And this is a way to alleviate and minister to the heart of God. Like we get to minister to God when we care for his children, just like Mm -hmm. it ministers to my heart when someone loves on my child, you know, when they give him a gift or they pay him a compliment, you know, like it's such a big deal that we can reach into the lives of these children and help rescue them and minister to them and minister to God at the same time. Okay. So I wanted to dive into something you mentioned to me earlier about that. You have a goal to get a hundred, to partner with people who will each take up the commitment of getting a hundred kids sponsored. And I, when you told me that I was like, you know what, that's like a God size challenge for the size of my audience right now. But it made me excited. Cause I was like, God can do it. Like I'm super pumped. And um, so tell me a little bit about that. And then how can people get involved with that?
1: Yeah. You know, I just got this, this idea one weekend I was thinking about, because, you know, I was telling you the God-sized problem, right? Like that we have 400 million kids on this planet that live in extreme poverty. So, and right now, compassion serves 2 million of them. And so, um, but we want to continue to grow that because we're not comparing ourselves to our success or our, who we have taken care of, but how many more need, need need the body of Christ to step in and intervene for them? And so, yeah, that's just, that was the number that came to my mind. I thought, man, if I could find 50 passionate women like you Jelly that would would go this year and commit to getting hundred kids sponsored what would that mean oh my gosh that'd mean 5,000 kids would have their whole story changed so um, we're really calling on each of you like um, this is our passion both of us is that we want to see it's released from poverty they they need to meet you and your family let me tell you your the the pictures you'll send the the time you'll spend connecting with them, like it's just, it's powerful. So we want to invite you to go to compassion.com slash Java with Jen. And we're gonna, we're gonna just count up this year how many kids. So get us started. Like let's let's get that number started, right? And we can see how many kids get their needs met.
0: Yes. I've already been praying. Since you emailed me about that, I was like, okay, God. This is something only you can do, but I'm ready if you're ready. And so let's do this. So I've already been praying. I'm like, okay, God. So I was just waiting to talk to you and find out details. Yeah. And like oh. Pushing it. So now we've got a link to go to and I'm super pumped. And um, this is just exciting for me because I just, I mean, these are tangible, real living children. Thank you, Christy. I'm going to make the links available to everyone. I had asked you about a life hack, but after all that, the life hack thing kind of feels a little... Oh, super
1: good. <laughs> well, hey, we'll just say sponsoring a child's a life hack. It solves your problem of, needing to, of wanting to serve God in a, you know, like you're saying, like if you, I gave to a missionary for two years and found out that it wasn't going where it was supposed to go. And that's so frustrating. Well, I can promise you this, this solves that problem.
0: <laughs> yes. There we go. There's your life hack um, Okay. Well, Christy, thanks so much for joining me and thanks thank for taking the time. And yeah. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Bye, friend. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. For those of you who've rated or shared this podcast on social media, thank you. Reading your comments and reviews always means so much to me. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say hey. It's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon. Or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Thank you to each of you for your ongoing support. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Until next time, remember, you've got this and God's got you.